0: This is Suprithi from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 27th of January. India reported over 2,86,000 fresh COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours. 573 fatalities were recorded in the same time period, which takes the country's total death toll to over 4,91,000, according to the Union Health Ministry. The daily positivity rate is at 19.59%. The recovery rate is currently at 93.33%, and 3,6357 people have recovered from the disease in the last 24 hours. The test positivity rate in Mumbai dropped to 4.3% on Wednesday, down from 28.9% on January 7, according to the Indian Express. According to the Indian Express, the local municipal corporation's additional commissioner Suresh Kakani stated that authorities expect daily cases to drop further. Karnataka Governor Thawar Chand Gehlot on Wednesday urged citizens to handle the coronavirus situation with total seriousness, PTI reported. He made the remarks during an address following the unfurling of the national flag on Republic Day. In the last 2 weeks, a large number of coronavirus cases have been reported in Karnataka. On Wednesday, the state recorded 48,905 new cases and 39 deaths. Meanwhile, according to PTI, a study conducted by the Indian Council of Medical Research discovered that people infected with the Omicron variant of COVID-19 have a significant immune response not only to that strain but also to other variants of concern. According to the study, the immune response extends to the Delta variant as well. The study said that this could make reinfection with the Delta variant less likely, due to which Omicron may replace Delta as the dominant variant of the coronavirus. Former Uttarakhand Party President Kishore Upadhyay joined the BJP today in the presence of its state election in charge, Prahlad Joshi, State President Madan Kaushik and Central Minister Ajay Bhatt. This comes only hours after he was kicked out of the Congress for anti-party activities and weeks before the Assembly elections. Upadhyay took this step after meeting with senior state BJP leaders, which he said was related to his one Adhikar, Andolan. Upadhyay has been openly critical of the party in the recent past, claiming that despite his substantial role in establishing Congress in the state, he did not get justice. Upadhyay was the President of the Congress's Uttarakhand branch from 2014 to 2017. He was a former MLA who represented the Tehri Assembly constituency in 2002 and 2007. Meanwhile in Uttar Pradesh, Jayant Chaudhary, the leader of the Rashtriya Loktal, turned down an opportunity to form an alliance with the Bharatiya Janta Party on Wednesday. Chaudhary declared an alliance with the Samajwadi Party chief, Akhilesh Yadav, in November for the Uttar Pradesh election, which is set to begin on February 10. The RLD chief remarked on Wednesday that the BJP should extend an invite to over 700 farmers' families whose homes he said they destroyed, rather than to him. The comment appeared to refer to farmer deaths amid protests against the now repealed agriculture-related policies. According to ANI, BJP MP Parvesh Verma said earlier in the day that the party's door was always open for Chaudhary. The BJP is currently attempting to secure the support of the Jat community amid fears that the community will turn against it as a result of the farmers' agitation in western Uttar Pradesh. Speaking of political parties, my colleague Nabeel Ahmed has worked on a report on how political parties have turned to online advertising since the pandemic. However, in addition to this, there are also fans spending big money on promoting certain parties and leaders, particularly on the eve of elections. You can read the report on our website newslaundry.com. It is titled, Is it Fandom on Facebook or an Ad for a Political Party? While you're there, you can also check out a report by Akansha Kumar about a story of a young woman who accused BSP leader Atul Rai of raping her. On August 16th last year, the woman and her friend set themselves ablaze outside the Supreme Court in New Delhi. Akansha writes that theirs is a story of how the system can be misused to intimidate victims instead of coming to their aid. The report is titled, A Pyre of FIRs – How a Rape Survivor Tried and Failed to Get Justice. Since we are an independent news organisation that does not rely on the government or corporations for funds. We are free from the shackles of the merciless news cycle and can devote our time and resources to these kinds of reports. It is because of our subscribers that we are able to do this. So don't waste any more time and help us continue to report on these stories. Go to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top right hand corner of the page. Pay to keep news free. The Mumbai police filed a case against Google CEO Sundar Pichai and several other officials from the company for an alleged violation of the Copyright Act, Scroll reported. The FIR was registered after filmmaker Sunil Darshan filed a complaint alleging that Google had allowed unauthorised people to upload his 2017 film Ek Hasina Thi Ek Diwana Tha to YouTube. According to the Times of India, the police have invoked Sections 51 pertaining to copyright infringement. 63, infringement of copyright and other rights, and 69, offences by companies of the Copyright Act. The FIR was registered on the directions of a local court. Darshan claimed that he had not uploaded or sold his film anywhere, but that it had received millions of views on YouTube. According to NDTV, the filmmaker said that a large amount of the money was being made through the illegal uploading of his film. Apart from Pichai, the FIR filed by the Mumbai police names YouTube head Gautam Anand, grievance officer Joe Grier and four other employees of the company. Fresh tensions were reported along the interstate border of Assam and Arunachal Pradesh on Wednesday night, only days after the chief ministers of the two states met to negotiate a permanent solution to the decades-old boundary dispute. The ongoing Likabali Durpai PMGSY road project in Arunachal Pradesh's Lower Siang district has become a flashpoint, with Assam claiming that some sections of the road, which has been under construction since 2019, lie inside its Themaji district. According to the authorities, unidentified miscreants from the Assam side burnt a culvert under construction near Hime village in Lower Siang on Wednesday evening. Following that, there were unconfirmed reports of firing in the air by the locals from the Arunachal Pradesh side on Wednesday night. District officials from both Dhemaji in Assam and Arunachal Pradesh's lower siang reached the spot on Thursday morning and said that the incident was minor and that the situation was under control. The tension reportedly began after an Assam police team stopped the construction of the road at Hime village. Some parts of the road were under dispute, and an argument between the Assam police and local residents of Hime were reported on Tuesday, according to Kushalpal Singh, SP of Lower Siang District. Arunachal Pradesh shares an 800km border with Assam. Frequent flare-ups have been observed in the border region. Skirmishes began in 1992, and there have been several accusations of illegal encroachment from both sides, as well as sporadic clashes since then. The case is currently before the Supreme Court. Assam Chief Minister Himantha Biswasarma told the State Assembly in August 2021 that there were at least 1,200 areas of dispute along the border with Arunachal Pradesh and that the two states were working to resolve them. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear Shiromani Akalida leader Bikaram Singh Majithia's plea for anticipatory bail on Monday. The Supreme Court has ordered the Punjab police not to arrest the SAD leader till January 31st, which is Monday in connection with an alleged drugs case. The bench, which included Chief Justice N.V. Ramana, Justices A.S. Bopana and Hima Kohli, took note of senior advocate Mukul Rohatgi's comments on behalf of Majithia that the anticipatory bail petition needed to be heard immediately as the accused has been facing political vendetta. Rohatgi also said that the Punjab police is trying to arrest him, despite the fact that an anticipatory plea has been filed in the Supreme Court. Senior Attorney P. Chidambaram, arguing for the Punjab government, said that Majithia has gone into hiding and is now appearing through counsel. The Punjab and Haryana High Court had earlier dismissed his anticipatory bail plea just a day before the process of filing nomination papers for the upcoming Punjab elections was to commence. Majithia will file his candidacy papers in Amritsar's Majitha Assembly constituency. An FIR has been filed against the SAD leader under the NDPS Act which was registered in Mohali on December twentieth last year. SAD chief Sukhbir Singh Badal endorsed his brother-in-law on Tuesday, declaring that if the Charanjeet Singh Channi administration produces any evidence against Majithia, he will resign from politics. Badal described the case as fake and extremely politicised and warned that anyone who implicates an innocent person in a false case will have to face consequences. As Moscow held security talks with Western countries and increased its military buildup near Ukraine with new drills, the US announced on Wednesday that it has set out a diplomatic road to address sweeping Russian demands in Eastern Europe. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said the US reiterated its commitment to upholding NATO's open-door policy while delivering a principled and pragmatic evaluation of the Kremlin's concerns in a written answer to Russia's demands delivered in person by its ambassador in Moscow. On Wednesday, Blinken discussed Ukraine with Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi underlying the global security and economic risks that could stem from the additional Russian aggression, according to the State Department. Russia has demanded NATO pull back troops and weapons from Eastern Europe, and bar its neighbour Ukraine, a former Soviet state, from ever joining. That position is rejected by Washington and its NATO allies, who say they are open to discussing other issues such as arms control and confidence-building measures. The next phase of the conflict will be determined by whether President Vladimir Putin is willing to accept the agenda of Washington and its allies despite the fact that Moscow has massed roughly 100,000 troops near the Ukrainian border while denying its plans to invade. NATO says it is putting forces on alert and bolstering Eastern Europe with extra ships and fighter jets, while the United States, the United Kingdom and others are supplying weapons to help Ukraine defend itself against Russia's much larger army. In answer to a question about how much time Russia would need to analyse NATO's response, Deputy Foreign Minister Alexander Grushko told Interfax, and I quote, It will be studied by us. Take a look at it. Our project was studied by the partners for over a month and a half. End quote. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow.